What's going on, everybody? We are finally excited to finally talk about Avengers Endgame. Beers waiting up. on Sebastian. Cheers. I've seen this movie now three times because of the leak. We are finally going to talk about it. And there is so much to talk about. So many spoilers. Spoilers, Morty. The band's been lifted, lifted after this episode, today, so you're, you're like, listening. You're, it's, it's your fault. <laughs> Wonder how much it's your fault? Tony Stark died. Yo, I'm not gonna be on this episode. I wasn't aware that we were just gonna be savage this whole time. And I'm all for it. Was not prepared. Absolutely not prepared. Mind you, I definitely said very vulgar things on the last episode, but who was not prepared? So let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. Let, let, let's talk about what this movie has kind of set up for a lot of us here. Um, let's talk about, since we already went with the whole thing with Tony Stark stuff, let's talk about that, the death of Tony Stark, the closing of a Marvel chapter, and the fact that he had some closing moments with his dad. I thought that shit was awesome. That sure. he got to just talk to his pops... And you kind of felt when he's talking to him and he's like, I have a daughter. It's like, you know, he wants to be like, it's me. I'm your son. I'm the kid you're worried about. I turned out kind of fucked up, but I'm also okay. Right. Right. And he couldn't because he had to make sure like things played out. Yeah. But Tony was able to get that catharsis from his father that his father, that last line that Howard says, he's not even here yet, but I'll do anything for him. And I think that and, that was what he needed to hear. And also, too, yeah. it's like, if you look at um, in all the previous Iron Man movies, it wasn't that great of a, like, there was something about, like, he wanted some closure with his father and never got it. Well, that tape in Iron Man 2, when you finish it, after he, like, yells at his son, and then you get the outtake, and he's like, he's like, Tony, you're the only one that can finish this. You're my greatest creation. Like, he kind of got something from there. But I think this was but a this lot. Was, yeah. yeah. But it's like, again, it's like a closing of a chapter of the Marvel Universe with the fact that we started this whole ride of 22 movies with Iron Man, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., and then we end Avengers Endgame with his death, mm -hmm. funeral, and the arc reactor, the original one, being shot out there. What were you guys feeling? Well, so many. Feelings. Like, <laughs> yo. Again, I've only seen this once. And it's still fresh in my mind because I've just I've been having discussions with people like all week long about it. Uh, at least those who have seen it. Um, there's a lot. This this movie isn't afraid to be heavy-handed with emotions. Like they hit you from every direction and with every possible spectrum of emotion. Like it's just there. The you know everything from you know, his send-off, you know, with his, uh, just everything. Like, everything was so beautifully done. Like, you figure with his daughter, with, um... Pepper. With, with Pep... Wait, let's look back. Let's, let's, let's back. Without, without, without Law trying to, like, emotionally cry. Like he, like, he's, he's balling right now. <laughs> no. This isn't, this isn't even close. I, I'm not, I'm dry-eyed right now. But I'm trying not to, because in the movie watching this, I've stood fine 
up until that last moment when Peter comes up to him, and I cathartically cry, like I ugly cry. But if that's a callback to to Avengers Infinity, Infinity War, War, right? But it's like a role reversal. Yeah. And again, yes. kudos to them for both still in the same because you felt that kind of like you know that energy. That, that just made it worse for me because yeah. she called back to her saying, like you just don't rest, like you don't know how to sleep. And she goes, no, you can finally rest now. And I was like, you didn't. We'll, need, we'll be you okay. Need, you'll be wet. I was like, you didn't need to say that. That was that was not fair. Yeah. And well, then you just see his reactor like at the end floating off. I love you. I love you three thousand. Like all those things are so like they took their time to delicately and intricately tell this story of not only just his like story. But all these characters and oh. how they affect each other, even briefly. Like you figure, you know, her interact, uh, his interaction with Nebula for that very brief period. Like his interaction with like certain characters who can essentially hate him. You know what I mean? Let let's let's we're forgetting one of the biggest points was him and him and uh, uh, Steve left off. Hating each other. Well, more so, more so, more so, him hating Steve, yeah. and for him to come back and and be like, "Yo, we're cool. We're not cool, but we're good." Like, and then eventually come back, come around, and give him the shoot. Like that was a whole thing. But he was able to have that though because he's able to that moment when he comes off the spaceship and has his breakdown, which I thought was. It was perfect. It's amazing. fantastic. Amazing. He's having his breakdown. He's like seeing all these people, having all this realization, and it's like, like blaming Cap, and you really feel it in the when you're watching. You really feel this emotion because you don't really get it. Like he's upset and hurt at the end of Civil War, but he's kind of kind of going through the motions. But he's kind of been living he's with been this. Powering through. And yeah. He, I feel like he powered through, and then Infinity War threw so much at him, and now yeah. he's on the edge of space. Yep. Coming back and like seeing like I feel like he got hit with it harder. Like even though Well it was they're on the Earth, when he they're said, on, they're I on, lost the kid. Right. I lost the kid. And I think that that right. was like, what broke Cap, him. Cap lost Bucky and Sam. He lost like everyone lost someone on Earth. Everyone lost someone in the universe. But I think because Tony was so close. Like even like what Thor did on Earth didn't for like what they were did what they did with you know tying him down and getting him like almost getting the glove up Tony like could taste victory yeah and then like it just being like gone and now you're like Tony has contingencies like he's one of those guys he can see like yo like there's gotta be another way you know what I mean? And he had nothing. I feel guys. like also, too, for going into this, that we had that reversal where Peter Parker was now crying over Tony Stark mm-hmm. right now. If do you feel that Iron Man was Peter Parker's MCU's version of Uncle Ben for him at that moment? No. Or like a father figure. A father, father figure, definitely. Because Uncle ben, ben was a father figure, too. Well, like, he Uncle was, Ben was there. But, but I feel like Uncle Ben... Made him the Spider-Man that well, we all know and love, yeah. but in this light, he's he went well, from well, like he went from a neighborhood Peter Parker 
in Spider Man to like I'm like an Avenger. Avenger. Like that's so well, let like, me well, let me rephrase it this way. Um you know how Sony has always done the solo Spider Man movies and each one was defined Spider Man was the fact that we saw Uncle Ben dying. So we know that Peter Parker's already gone through mm-hmm. this. Marvel didn't need to tell that story. But we had some parental figure for Peter Parker, mm-hmm. someone who he idolized, who was there, like, you know, and actually helped him out die right in front of him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's why I mean, like, was this MCU's kind of version of time? I would say it's like, emulating it. Right. I would definitely say it's emulating it, but... Because it, it happened right in front of him, like... Yeah. like but we don't, we don't know. We know the general Uncle Ben story. We yeah. know with great power comes great responsibility. We all know that. Right. We don't know who he was to Peter. Because Peter's a teenager in this. So we don't know when Uncle Ben died. Because Aunt May seems to have moved forward with her life. To take right. care of Peter, we don't know how young Peter was. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know any of that. And that's okay. And technically, in this version, yeah. Peter only had his powers for like six months before Tony like was on the map. Six to like a year. I don't even. I honestly it, don't even it was, know the time. It was so close. It, yeah. Like we don't know that he did that whole arc with uh, his origin, where he became a wrestler and trying to earn money and like that. <laughs> he fought bone saw. You know what I mean? So we're we're not even sure if that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. But. We, what we are sure is that Tony was that parental figure for him, and that role reverse, like you, you figure, you see the impact when they see each other embraced for the first time again, and he's like, I, I was gone and I was spaced yeah. and I don't know where I went, but then they said five years passed, and then, and you see that surge of emotion from Peter, who's just genuinely excited to be alive and yeah. see Tony again, and Tony just go. I got the kid back. Like, I, yeah. there's no words, just a hug. He's like, yo, I got the kid back. But then the tables turn again, and where, you know, Peter's just looking at him like, like Mr. Stark. Like, that voice of where, like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, and everyone cried, was immensely yeah. worse when he's looking at him like, Mr. Stark, like, don't go. Yeah, because, like, I'm thinking about it now. Uncle Ben dying and giving that to Peter, that's Peter essentially becoming a man. Like, mm-hmm. taking on that mantle of becoming a man and taking care of yourself. But he didn't know what Peter was going through. But Tony knew everything about Peter. Him being Peter Parker, him being a student, him being Spider-Man. So, like, all that about Peter, there was nothing from the hive. And so it's more like a very close mentorship mm-hmm. that he had with him. And to see mentorship, father, uncle... You know, that whole thing, just to see it go, it's happening twice, but it's seeing someone who kind of shepherd his way of finding out who he really is. And helping him become... And helping him move up in that next step in life. You know, you're not just a man now. You're a man, but you're also a superhero. Mm -hmm. People look at you a certain way. You have responsibilities now. Because you're not the neighborhood Spider-Man, you know. Going to Queens bodegas and making sure things are all right. You're right. An, you're a, you're an Avenger. Like that's that's big. That's it. Can we address the fact that they tied in so much uh, at like the send off where they tied in everyone like like doing yeah. It's but between the two big scenes for me that were comic book pages that are double pages was the funeral and when the both teams are clashing. 
Oh, yeah, well, that, no, no, that whole scene when Captain America was standing there by himself and this whole army was coming up. I, oh, yeah, that too. That was a big splash. But, yeah, yeah, what was, but, was but I really wanted to touch off too because, again, we did lose another character in this movie, which was Black Widow. Another character that, again, she sacrificed herself for the greater good of right. trying to undo what Thanos did. Um, do you think that she was the one who should have went or it should have been Hawkeye? I think, I think it was a bigger impact for the fact that it was Natasha Romanoff. First of all, for me, it's the fact that everybody picked on um, Scarlett Johansson from playing this character from Jump in the beginning. But then when she played the character, everybody got on board the train. The fact that we fell in love with this character, everybody was pushing for her to get her own solo movie. She, she really did a lot with this character. She made you care for this character who didn't have her own solo movie. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that... Um, I feel like her death affected Clint more because I think a lot of people like we we've had those hints where like we thought Hawkeye sister. was going. Yeah, that friend. was like his sister's friend, and it's like you know, there's more to the Natasha Romanoff character, which they confirmed that the the Black Widow movie most likely will be a prequel. Yeah, no, definitely. But um, I'm hoping somewhere along the line they they introduce Yelena Belova, who was the second Black Widow. Who maybe we may get in the next thing. Who knows? But no, I think it, it her death affected Clint a lot more for him to be more appreciative of what he has with his family. I mean, I know for me, so watching that scene, I was ready for either one of them. Like they, they filmed it like incredibly. It was very much Clint you, and Natasha. You get when they say like you have to go get this yeah. stone. You forget like how that works. It's funny is that Jackie, I told Jackie this and she's like, you forgot? I'm like, yeah, I forgot. She's like, I did it. I thought about it. I'm like, I don't know. Babe. I don't know. She's like, yeah. She's like, she, saw, she from the jump, when she knew they were going to get the soul stone, she was like, all right, well, all right, well, what's going to happen? And me, I'm like, no, they're, they're just going to get the soul stone from Red Skull. Oh, <laughs> Red Skull's just going to give it to you. forgot that. You know, so... But I was ready for either one of them to die. The way they filmed it, the back and forth, it was very much the two of them. And to your point, I would, I would say Natasha took it upon herself because she really, she's been with Cap for X amount of time it's been between Civil War and Infinity War, right? Also, too, when you, when and, you introduce her, she's oh, yeah. like all haggard and all yeah, that. Yeah, well, she's all haggard, but like she's really been with Cap. And that whole whatever it takes mantra, and she's taken... She's taken on the leadership role of whatever's left of the Avengers to make sure the world is okay. It, she was like, I'm, not, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for everyone. I'm doing this for Clint and his family. She took it upon herself to be like, this is, this is me. This is my job to do. Awesome. You know, I know some people kind of, they kind of boggle it down. She only did it for Clint, for his family. No, she didn't do it just for... She loves Clint. She loves his family. But it was... She, that responsibility she has. It was also, too, I mean, so many Yeah. But also, too, if you think about it this way, um, I think it was more redemption for her character. She had something to sacrifice in order for her, for her to redeem for all the dead bodies, all the red on her ledger. Because remember, back in Avengers 1, with her and um, Clint are talking, like, oh, I have red on my ledger. Like, it was too long for them. Clint's redemption yeah. was to raise his family. So he has yeah. his redemption of where he was going. She did it, and this was like more for me, not for anyone else to know. Like, listen, all my sins, everything that I've done, 
I'm doing this to like, save let, the world. Let me do this. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it would have done justice if Clint was sacrificed. Yeah, you know, because it, because they're coming. His family. This is. Also I think it would have been expected back, too. And for him not to be there, but it still sucks because that's like he lost either way. Yeah, totally. He like he he lost because, like like we said, like Nat's his best friend, like his sister, like. They've been through so much. I think it's it's basically Bucky and, and Cap. Like they're, but not, they're but not as much close. that when he lost his family, he went all Ronin. <laughs> Which hashtag we got Ronin. Well, to be <laughs> fair, we got Winter Soldier. Even though he was brainwashed, but like still, it's kind of you know. Like, but, um, let's go off with one more character sent off who actually was sent off on a great note. Cap, think he had the best closure for his for his whole thing. Mm. And then the fact that with uh, this whole new future, this whole new arc of heroes coming in, the fact that he passed the torch to Falcon. So, yeah. like, that was just a beautiful arc. And then um, it goes back to what Peggy Carter said. Um, when she was dying, she's like, I lived, like, you know, my best life when she saw Young Cat. So it's like, at least that moment, like, oh, were they together when she was dying and everything as old Cap and all that? Because they, like, married and everything. I mean, my take on, I know, I don't know if you have a question on it, but my take on the time travel is kind of different we can talk about it a little bit later like and how because i always look at time travel a certain way and then i well, get yeah, what we're talking about because we'll, there's, we'll there's talk some about. not not hot tub time machine well, time no, travel. no 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 i'm talking because there, there, there's some plot points with that that leads into what you want to talk about with gamora yeah and it also ties in with but Loki, with cap top, but with cap I, I would say with cap we had a really I thought Cap was dying i mean I, that's how i thought they were going to do it i think everyone kind of expected it but he had I don't think his death affected me as much as Tony's. As much as Tony's, because Tony's, we like we knew Tony and Iron Man. I mean Tony and and, and Steve. There was a ninety nine percent chance that we had that. Yeah, but also yeah. too, it's but how they did Tony was like, you didn't need to hit me that hard. Like there was no need to hit me that hard in the feels. Like they flash back to. When Cap told him in Avengers One, you wouldn't be the one to make the big sacrifice, like, yeah. like even though he does the big sacrifice in Avengers One, he fucking always brags about it. Like, hey, who was the one that went into space and was in the killer? Right. You know, but this was the real moment. Also, but, so we, we we got the Cap fight, the Cap versus Cap. But again, no, going back going back to Cap and yeah. Cap send off. I think it was it was a perfect send off for a character that we we really loved and we cherished, and it was a nice way for him to get what he wanted which was that dance with peggy and again the passing mm-hmm. of the torch because a lot of people yeah. were talking about that that who was going to be there's a lot of mantles passed if you think about it i was happy i was very happy with how they did it i yeah. do you do you because i know people are like why didn't bucky get it for me i wanted sam to get it because that not so much that bucky did doesn't get it in the comics they both had it in the comics i feel like sam makes more sense and if you paid attention to uh what they called um bucky they now call him white wolf yeah yeah so he can essentially re- he doesn't be need the white to- wolf that's kind of in, in right in like, he, yeah. like he doesn't need to be the winter soldier when he's not the winter soldier so his new mantle is yeah. the white, white wolf. wolf yeah definitely whereas falcon or now him being a captain falcon or whatever you want to call him um was like the right move. He was the right fit. For right. It. And I think that that's what they were setting up with all these movies. When you saw Falcon, 
kind of had that. Um, he was always the outside. Yeah. I also see him as his present day Bucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not to take anything away from Bucky, but like Bucky has a different purpose. Yeah, I felt like, Bucky yeah. went through went through some shit. I felt like Bucky just wanted but wants they, peace. But regardless of who it went yeah. to, Especially, both, both yeah. of them were perfect candidates. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree that helps, but in the movies, I would say Buck, this Bucky wanted just to be in Wakanda. Yeah. And just live out his days. Yeah. And be at peace. And I think having him be he be Cap and taking on that mantle would have been a disservice to to Sam. Mm-hmm. I think Falcon, I think when we first saw Falcon in Winter Soldier, he was an awesome add-on seeing him in Ant-Man, seeing him in Civil War. You had a feeling that it was going to be Sam. Like, no, sometime. At some time. Like, everyone's like, oh, it could be Bucky. Well, yeah, in the comics, yeah, Bucky took the mantle, but also Sam didn't. It would make more sense in the film and the way things are going. Let's make it Sam. Um, let's talk about Smart Hulk. We finally got... Loved it. I love the professor. I loved it. Dabbed. I, I, I love it, and I, part of me kind of feels like... Eh, Go on. Yeah. Like, the, we have the potential for, so, like, a... Did it feel like, what else? What else is he going to do now? Yeah. Was it just... Maybe it was just me. So maybe it has nothing to do with him being small Hulk, Smart Hulk, but when he put on that glove, when he put on the, the glove, and he started turning, did you think he was returning to Red Hulk? Red Hulk is um, no. Thunderbolt No, Ross. I know. That's, I'm sorry. That's Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. The only yeah. other Hulk he would turn into is the Gray Hulk. I thought he was going to turn. It just felt like he was going to turn into. I, I kind of just wanted, like, what, what's he called? A world-breaking Hulk? Or? Well, we had kind of that because um, the, the, with, Hulk, with Hulk's story arc, because this is that Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame are essentially the Marvel trilogy for Hulk since they still don't have the direct movie rights. Mm-hmm. Even though the Edward Norton Hulk is part of the series. Mm-hmm. they were like trying to find a loophole to tell Hulk's story so we had World War Hulk in Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. um, we had the whole thing between Banner and Hulk where it's kind of like they were arguing with each other mm-hmm. um, because Hulk got two pieces at the beginning of that movie in Infinity yep. War and then now we have what everybody's been waiting to see it's is small. Professor Hulk uh, yeah. and it's like it's, but a, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because I feel like he went from he went smart Hulk, but also so Zen Hulk that it's like like Buddhist Hulk. Yeah, he, he was very. Much like, you know what I mean? It was pretty funny though. I, I'm not. I appreciate. I trust me. I, I'm not nitpicking it, but I kind of wanted him to be smart Hulk and still like you can catch these hands Hulk. You know I can see. I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like he's like you're taking the best of both worlds and you're being. You know the big green guy and the big smart guy, but you're not sir. You're not really being the big well, green I mean, guy. He, he, he still has the he still has the power. He's doing he's he's what he's essentially doing is having a split personality or or dissociative like personality, and he's taking the driver's seat for Hulk. But that's like, what happened in the comics. If you if you look at the whole comics, Hulk. Um, one of the things about Bruce Banner, he's had um, daddy issues. Obviously, every superhero does for some reason. Um. But there was always that split personality that he's going, and those personalities were the driving force of what version of the Hulk you were getting. Like when he had his mixed or fixed days, his weakest version of the Hulk, but that's when he was the Great Hulk, mm-hmm. Savage Hulk. You have World Breaker Hulk, World War Hulk. I mean, you just had many different versions of the Hulk. The Smart Hulk wasn't the weakest version, but um, 
He's also yeah, not the strongest because he's a no, mixture, right? Yeah, he's a mixture. He's a mixture. Of but there was also at that time that in the 90s, because the 90s, everybody had to have big guns. He was walking around with big guns. I saw those pictures. <laughs> and he had a mohawk, didn't he? No. Or he had like the belt, like the ammo. It was so yeah, ridiculous. It was the ammo It belt. was some real... Uh, like I was right. looking up Professor Hulk to kind of read up on him and that was like one of the images I saw. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was one he has like a black, um, what they call it, tank top. I feel like the 90s has so much to like... We have to forgive the '90s for so much. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll do an episode about the '90s. I'm down. With and that. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk a lot of bad. Culture, it was bad. Like, that's a lot, man. But like, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I, it felt like, it felt like we got the we got Professor Hulk, but all we got in this movie was Professor Hulk. We didn't see well, him we, Hulk out because well, we he saw, was injured. Well, here's the thing: we saw two things about which was pretty funny. Was when they went back into the past and then he saw his past self hulking out. And they're in the car, and it's like, okay, uh, we gotta try to fit him, and him trying to act like he's hulking out, like, uh, Hulk smash. He just tosses the bike like two, two, two feet away from him. Right. Like, yeah. But I think that's him making the conscious effort to do that. I think, yeah, had he been in a real, real fight, right. he would we, we didn't see that because he, he was in the arm cast pretty much fighting Thanos' because, forces. Um, he, he, I think that's why they needed the um, the smart Hulk was for that scene. For him to snap the glove to bring yeah. everybody back. Yeah. But um, let's go over. So it happens in the future. Oh yeah. Right. But now let's talk about Fat Thor. Big Lebowski. So. Thor yeah, Lebowski. People don't appreciate like everyone's like, oh, he became the running gag. He's like, I didn't see him as a running no, gag. No. I saw him as like, yo, like. He hit depression hard. He hit violent. Yeah. He like really, I don't like like, like think, if you think about it this way like like you figure he hit depression hard. He started drinking, playing games. Like these are all signs of like you. You can name any one of your friends who's been through this, and that's what they go through. They'll laugh a serious situation off, like when he was in the when he was in the war room talking about like stuff. He's just like oh. Or when he, or when he was talking to Rocket in Infinity War. Yeah, you know, and he's laughing about everything casually, or he's being very like dismissive. Or, but then you saw how he broke down when he saw his mother. Exactly. Yeah. But it event it but it's all a, that it's a lot. It, he he's carrying so much weight. Yeah. Like to be fair, like we always talk about Cap, Tony having very like, very good arcs, but Thor also has one of the best arcs in Avengers because you figure he was cocky, arrogant, got super humble. Like, hold that. Yeah. Humble. And then, by two, he's trying to figure out how to be a hero, how to be a king, how to, like, do all these things. Like, be the person he was supposed to be. By three, he's like, like, shit, like, I got the shit kicked out of me. I have a sister that I didn't know I had. I just lost Loki. And my entire like world. Like, well, he didn't lose Loki in three. He lost Loki in Infinity War. It, right. They well, lost their lost, whole world. Yeah. But just like, but just, in, like, well, but just in general, like you look. Oh, he, he lost his hammer. Well, he no, but like he, he, he lived for fourteen hundred years, and then and then, he lost his father. I'm sorry, within, it was his father. And then within a span of I don't know ten years, maybe ten or up until 20, 20, 23, 15 years, lost his mom, lost his dad, lost his hammer. Lost, his, lost his brother, lost his eye, met his sister, killed his sister. Lost the love of his life. Lost the love of his life because she broke up with him. And then he has to, and he's still the strongest Avenger. Takes a star in the back of the, in his fucking back to make a fucking axe. To then fight the guy who's about to end the world. Hit him in the chest thinking he's incapacitated. Snaps his fingers and the guy flexes at him saying, you should have went for the head. And, and then you but kill he, him. 
and then and you just, go through five years and they're not doing superhero shit. That's a lot of time to reflect. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of time to reflect. And like he's sitting there playing he, on what was it he was playing? Fortnite because they had a promotion. Let's, let's break down that. Let's break down that scene. They go in there. Thanos is in there, like Ving Rhames and Baby Boy, just fucking making his eggs and, and you know, basically ass naked. And he's just like, yo, like, what the fuck y'all doing here? Like, this shit is over. We, we did this already. And he goes, like, our work is done. Our work is done. He used the, he used the, he used the, um, the stones one last time to destroy the stones. And Thanos is pissed. He's just like, he still has so much in him from this because of how everything went down before, that he's like, yeah, fuck your hand. He took off his hand real quick. Like, not even gonna get a chance to do anything with that. And then before you can even like fathom what he said about using the stones to destroy the stones, he took his head off. He was like, all right, cool. But that immediately, like you, you, you would think for a character like that who has so much like, it's one of those vengeance things like you get that you get that taste of vengeance and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fill you up it doesn't fill you up so what do you do with that yeah like you, you still beer, you still you Oreos. still you still are so you still feel the weight of the yeah. of the world of half the universe being gone on your shoulders yeah, even you though you it's, feel like it's your fault yeah even though it's not his fault he was the yeah, last but you can't chance. Tell, but you, no, you can't, can't tell, tell him that. No, no, no. You obviously can't tell him that. Like looking as a as a viewer looking uh-huh. out, you know that's not his fault. But looking at his character and looking at all the stuff that Thor does, it's like, no, that's on me. I'm the god of thunder. I'm the strongest Avenger. It should have been me. And I, I had a chance. I think also too, there was that scene like when he saw his mother after he broke down and cried, yeah. and they had their whole little talk and everything. And then he was feeling out for the hammer, and then the hammer came. It's like he had this moment. I was like, oh, I'm still worthy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you still had, so you still had Thor, Thor that was there. Well, it, that was he needed that because yeah, yeah. he felt he, he felt, felt he like wasn't worthy. He was like, yo, like I fucked up. Like, there's no way he he went through those five years and is in the state that he is, thinking he still got it. You know what well, I mean? Well, but again, when you think about it, at this point, those five years, Magellan was already destroyed. For him to grab that millionaire, yeah, I don't care. We'll say, we'll say, we'll say it my way. Like, he hasn't I care. Can't yo, like, don't worry about it. I've noticed. Oh, like, and, and he butchers Game of Thrones names all the time. Yo, I just let it rock. Okay, okay, okay. I just let it go. Getting back to the point. <laughs> okay, okay. Getting back to the point and my butchering ways. Um, <laughs> so the butcher of names. That's what I'm gonna be called in Game of Thrones. No, if you think about it, when he got the hammer. And he says, I'm still worthy. Again, that calls, calls back, yeah, like, you're right. It was a moment for him because the hammer wasn't in play for so long. Mm-hmm. So he probably in his head, too, after all that went down, I'm not worthy anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, probably his breakdown. And I like the fact that he's probably, well, most likely going to be part of the Guardians of the Galaxy cast. That's going to be pretty dope. Yeah. Which. Are we. Uh, I think we should wrap up recording wrap up. this one, this, this part one with the Core Avengers. Um, the next part, part two, we'll start talking about time travel, what the future of... And some of these badass fucking scenes. We have a lot scenes, to talk so about. We're going to continue talking, we but you're going to have to wait for that next part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is um, Sebastian. Tony from across the hall. It's your boy, Law. And we'll see you for Endgame episode two. Stay nerdy.